Good morning, New Eden. Today is September 18th, 2022, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and back with us today is our now co-host, Nightflyer. Nightflyer, uh, you you interviewed with us last uh, weekend. Um, thank you for coming on and uh, for agreeing to start uh, co-hosting with me. It's great to have you. Oh, absolutely my pleasure. So, had a lot of fun, so we'll see if we can keep that going tonight. Awesome. Yeah, so, um, let's see here. We're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on the Mimitar today. Um, we also will be talking about the new Navy ships on uh, Sissy, as well as the gates that are getting created. Um and see what that might be like for the war zone here and let's go ahead and kind of start this off so if you want to go ahead and share your screen we're going to take a look at the Mimitar militia um, first thing we're going to kind of review is just take a look at the past seven days for them and see what their um, stats are like Standby. All right, so taking a look here. Um, oh, there we go. Um, Sorry, <laughs> nope. who are you trying to pull up first? Uh, just the Mimitar Republic here, um, seven days. Um, so we've got, what, 261 characters. We have uh, four, 48 corporations, seven alliances. Um, Looks like about 184 uh, different ship uh, ships that were involved. Um, I don't know quite what that ship statistic is in Z-Kill. Um, but I did find out about... So there's solar systems, so they were active in 133 different solar systems. Either they killed somebody or they um, got killed in one of those solar systems. 31 different regions... Um, for a total of 1,964 total kills. So this is actually the total amount of deaths and kills all together. Um, so th the total amount of actual kills that they got by themselves, which is why we've always like saw like completely different kind of things here. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at the top 10 characters here. So we've got what, uh, 40 Winks, um, Cronin, 071, Leroy, or Leary, Leary, Leary Arch, Stinky Mike, uh, Mickey. Oh, I should say how much they have for their fucking kills. So coming in at first. 40 winks at 89 kills. Uh, Cronin 071 got 59 kills. Uh, Leary Arc um, got 56 kills. Sticky Mickey at 52 kills. Uh, Marcus the Shed at 50 kills. Uh, Polo something <laughs> at 50 kills. Mad uh, Sambo at 42 kills, uh, Killa Chronic 
at 40 kills. Man Themen uh, at 39 kills. And Drunk Blackjack at 37 kills. Um, so a decent amount of kills per month. That, or for the uh, sorry for the past week here um, there's let's see so if we we were doing like if you can pull up like goonswarm we were just gonna do like a little bit of a comparison here um, so goonswarm federation has like 1658 active characters um, with a total of 6667 kills that they were participating in um, but the top character has like 1,690, uh, 100, sorry, 169 kills, um, 114 kills for like second place. Um, so D Sneaky Asian, D S Sneaky Asian, at 169. Um, so they're like, you know, the top killer has about half as many kills as what you can get out in 0.0. .0. Um, but there is a lot of solo kills. Like, the Mimitar Militia has, like, 31% solo kills that go on, and as an alliance has, or as a, you know, organization has 4,950 solo kills, Goonswarm has 3,010, or th 310,000. Oh my god, man. I can't read today. Uh, um, so it's a lot of smaller gang which you're going to get a lot of smaller kills um, but you still get like there's just kills every single day for the um, for the Mimitar for the faction warfare and actually the Mimitar have been doing a little rough lately um, yeah I just want to jump back there real quick just uh yeah. Looking at some of these kills, this $4 billion pod. I wish I had a little bit more uh, well, story on that one. Yeah, let's go into it, though, and see. So we see that this was a snake set. So full-on snake set happened in zero points, or sorry, in, in um, wormhole space, actually. And it looks like they were flying a Brutix Navy issue. What, what if we go into uh, related and just see? Because they usually give you like what was going on during that hour. So it looks like the Mimitar is on the right. It's mostly Mimitar, and this would be in this wormhole space. So we're fighting some people. in wormhole space. But they've got, what, 10 ships that they... Or they lost 12 ships, so the Mimitar lost 12 ships, the enemy lost 10 ships. Enemy had 7.5% efficiency, 92% efficiency for the, uh, for the Mimitar. This looks like this would be a fun fleet. It looks like it's got a bunch of uh, Brutix. They got a Brutix, Brutix Navy issue. So they did lose a Brutix Navy issue in this. They had a Navy Scorpion, a Raven, a Loki, Blackbird, 
Scythe. Thrasher, Thrasher, Stork, Punisher, all those got blown up. Magus got blown up. This is all infinite pew. Like, almost everybody on here is Mimitar Republic. I think everybody on here, on that side, is Mimitar Republic. Against the kitchen sinkhole. So if we go in... But just me poking real quick at the kitchen sinkhole, um... Yeah, it looks like they're wormholers. All their fights, their top systems are wormhole systems. We get to do speculation until unless an audience member stands up and is like, Hey, I know all about that. Oh, uh, that's just a bad day, though. Yeah, 7.6 billion-isk. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what was what what did the enemy have uh so or what did the kitchen sink hole Yeah, it looks like it's like the uh, Navy, or the Typhoon fleet issue, Kronos, Praxis, Harbinger Navy issue, Harbinger Navy issue, Broadsword, Osprey Navy issue, Tengu, Scythe, or one Scythe, there's not no Logi like on either side, just, just bring in your one Logi. <laughs> Uh-oh, and a mobile tractor unit died. That's horrible. Well, that's, you know, that was probably the most important one. I wonder how much it actually did die with. 330, 303 million for the mobile tractor unit. Oh, man. That's, uh... That's rough. All right, let's go back yet to the Mimitar Republic here. Um... What are the... you want to go over the top uh, corporations? Yeah, I got the Triad with 234. Kill them all at Bob with 207. Got Hoplite Brigade with 187. Nomads of the Republic, 177. Um, Tribal Liberation Force at 131. Mimitar Secret Service at 86, Republic Guard at 79, uh, Unlimited 2.0 at 57, and Ice Fire Warriors 52, and Mackey's Raiders with 43. So you got a 43 at number 10 and a 234 triad at the top. So it's a lot of an expanse, but still good numbers. And that's just in seven days, too, which, you know, for being on the side that's getting hit the hardest right now, they have the least amount of space, they can still, you know, put up a fight. Um, I haven't been on any Mimitar fleets um, as of late, but I want to get over there and do a Moonlight over in uh, their space at some point. 
Um, I did get an alt into their um, system, and we also have the Canuck Down Under, who is reported for us. He is our agent in the field of the Amar. Not really. I mean, he's just uh, he's the guy who comes on our podcast every once in a while and shouts about Amar victory. Um, <laughs> he, he was saying that the Mimitar are at Tier 1. They've been at Tier 4 for a while now. Um, and prior to that, the Mimitar had Tier 5 for a few months, um, which was really surprising how long they held that. If you go back in our podcast, like, that's one of the things that we talk about with the Mimitar was like, holy shit, like, they're just dominating. Like, Tier 5 is a hard thing to hold. Um, Tier 4 is pretty stable. Usually you can keep that for a while. Um, but Tier 5 is one of those, like, it's very rare to be able to run that for more than like a week no, I do love that their number one ship used though was a thrasher oh yeah um, that is total representation um, the thrasher uh, well let's go through uh, yes so the next thing after the alliances would be the ship so we've got the thrasher at 93 kills so this is they we're on the kill mail, um, so that that's their pri- like I, that's a solid representation of of the Mimitar. Uh, um, have you flown the, the the Thrasher around a lot? Oh yeah, it's one of my go-to ships. Uh. So does like so one of the big things that I use the Thrasher for would be to um, just put a bunch of artillery cannons on it. No. Yeah, you know, you got a point, micro warp drive, and a sensor booster. You get like five to fifteen of these things together, and you just alpha shit off the. You know, if you can get more than like ten to fifteen, you're starting to alpha like cruisers off the fucking field. Yeah, definitely fun to fly. What was one of the the like was it was that the tactics that you've used them in or what was the tactics or the design that you've used them in mostly? Uh, if I'm not doing something solo with it, um, yeah, in the fleets are just kind of a you know a force multiplier. You can drop some DPS, um, just kind of adding on to the fleet. But I think mostly it was with uh, with you and Gwen that you know. We're really using them in the smoking uh, thing around some of the gate camps when we were up in Black Rise a lot. We seem to be jumping in them quite often. Yeah, they are really good. Like, you know, the one thing that we could do is use more. We need to get the, the cockbag thing going again, but this time. Um, so that's what we call our thrashers. Because uh, it comes back from way back in the day when Killer Trout. I'm not sure. Have you heard the story of, of the, the cockbag thrasher? No. So, back in the day. Um, there's a dude named Killer Trout, um, and he would go around with a cockbag thrasher. Actually, you know, most of his kills were during that time. Let me look him up real quick, and I'll send you the link for that. Yeah, there. Uh, actually, just type into the search at the top. Go to uh, the top here, and do a search on K the number one L-L-E-R and it, uh, it's all one word uh, so d- no T just killer or yeah K the number one 
L-L-E-R-T. And so Killer Trout was somebody that we um, ended up, like, meeting in Hain. Um, he was just flying around, and um, he would... He was just doing missions and stuff like that. Didn't know what he was really up to. And one of my buddies, Coder, scanned him down. We um, we met him and uh, or blew him up. And then he's like, how the hell did you do that? And so we're like, hey, we'll join us. We'll teach you all about it. And we were just joining into Faction Warfare during that time when I was running uh, Mech Enterprise's fleet. And so... He joins up with us, and he's just like, I just want to know how to kill people. So we taught him about probing people down. Um, like, Coder was really good at, at pro probing people down. And he was like, cool, that's that's interesting. And we joined up with, we were in Faction Warfare, and so we taught him the ways of, like, basic Faction Warfare. And there, there's uh, there's the killer, that's Killer Trout's um, Cockbag Thrasher. Now... I can't confirm 100% that this is, the you know, like, he's the originator originator of this, um, but in Faction Warfare, we hadn't heard about this crazy um, fit that he, you know, until he started running around, because what he was known for doing with this, it wasn't just in high sec, or low sec, it's high sec. He would fly around in high sec and shoot fucking frigates out of the sky, or, you know, any kind of... Um, you know, different kind of mining ships and stuff like that. Like, they'd go mining in, in high sec, like, right next to... Back when you, you know, had the connection um, by uh, Nenemelia um, and Akadagi, and you could go into high sec um, back before the Triclavians wiped out that system. But yeah, so, um, so he invented this complete and utter... It's just artillery at the top, Micro-warp drive, a sensor booster, and a point, and then two magnetic field stabilizers, um, and then you usually had, like, maybe a little bit more damage or a little bit more, uh, you know, speed or something like that that you could throw on, um, but in, in fitting stuff so that you could fit all the, you know, for your rigs. Um, and then a point, or not a point, the thing that makes you lock even a little bit faster. <laughs> like, every little millisecond to him mattered so that he could catch his prey and they would just be completely caught off guard. And then all of a sudden, they would just have all this DPS in their face. It's a really great... And so then we were starting to get, like, fleets of them together eventually. Um, and just shoot. And that's one. Of, so that's one of our Wednesday night fleets that we'll take out is the... Uh, you know, bunch of cockbag thrashers running around in Killer Trout's uh, honor. Um, he was a ton of fun to play with. Uh, it just—he was went like bloodthirsty though. It just was like I—I I have to find ways to murder these guys as quickly and efficiently as possible. <laughs> yeah, definitely a, a fun way to to small gang um, jump in again. They're they're cheap ships like this, uh, like ten mil. And you're good to go. You guys, you know, uh, what's the, what's the counter for it? So, yeah, I mean, pretty much it's just the you have to kill them before they can dish out enough DPS to just, or well, alpha pretty much in order to get through a lot of shit. Uh, the more that you have of them, the more scary they are because they're only worth how much? How much was that worth? Like what? I think they're that like. Was 
10, 10 mil, the one that he lost. Yeah, yeah, 10 mil. Were those Tech 2 guns or Tech 1 guns? Those are Tech 2 guns. Yeah, everything's Tech 2 except for the medium. Yeah, that's the uh, 10 million isk. That you get, you know, 100 million isk worth of ships that basically dish out enough alpha to, like, bring down cruisers. It's, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, I don't know if that's 2019 numbers, because that's when this is from, but... Yeah. Looks like that's his last uh, kill was in 2019. Alright, let's go back to the Mimitar, though. And, uh, let's take a look at their stats. Or, no, sorry, uh, top, uh, monthly... If you do at the very top, um, right above where you can pick uh, overview, kills, solo, losses, top. Yeah, top monthly. Um, and if you want to go with the top monthly characters, get a breakdown of that and then I'll do corporation. Sure, some of our fulfillers. Some familiar names, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sticky Mickey, uh, number one with 180. Uh, we got Mira Tashi with 165. 40 Winks with 131. Killa Chronic with 125. Max Diabrus with 111. Chrono 071, 102. Redrick 38 with 91. Tied with Larry Arch with 91. Uh, Knight Goblin with 91. It's a three-way tie there for number seven. And rounding out top ten is Drunk Blackjack with 90. Awesome. So, and then at the rounding out the top ten of the corporations is Kill 'Em All, which these will also be pretty. Uh, you know, you've heard these possibly before in the uh, top ten that have uh, the last week. Uh, so, Kill 'Em All. Let Bob sort them out. 522 kills for them. Um, I am highly guessing that they're either part of Urshikan or uh, part of Smile and Wave. Let me double check here. Definitely part of Urshikan. Um, if you just look at the numbers of how much they, uh, yeah, they are members of the Urshikan Alliance. Um, and the Nomads of the Republic at 471 kills. The Tribal Liberation Force. So that's the NPC Corporation at 408 kills. Um, so the thing about the NPC Corporation is, is that anybody that has a positive standing with the Galente can just join these guys. Um, they, you know, always... The NPC Corporation actually puts up a lot of numbers, kind of attributing how important it is to actually have that NPC Corporation, because if they wanted to, they could join any number of alliances or corporations that exist in the Mimitar or any other faction warfare group. Um, but this allows you to, like... You don't have to do any Diplo with anything. You just mechanically have to be aligned with the Mimitar and you can join and if like a brand new character day one character can join I'm not 100% sure if they can join any faction 
but you are definitely able to join the race of uh, the, the empire that you started with. You can join their faction for sure. But I believe you can join anybody's faction if I'm not mistaken. Like they give you just enough that all the empires like you. Um, so we've got the Triad at 398, um, Hoplite Brigade um, at 326, Unlimited 2.0 at 201, the Republic Guard at 192, Mimitar Secret Service, that's a good name, uh, 169, Ice Fire Warriors, so aren't they just the water warriors? Make water. Yeah. <laughs> 136. And Magic Star 7 at 128. And let's go over to the top alliances. You want to go ahead and go through those? Yeah, as you point out, Urshakan with 1,037. Number two, Smile and Wave with 652. Infinite Pew, number three, at 279. Wild Geese at 168. Electus Matari at 53. Hashashin Cartel, sorry if I screwed that up. Uh, 13 kills and pulling up number seven, the Moose Port with seven. Interesting. So they've. And then, so this is just for this month so far. So we're 18 days into the month. Um, you know, they have consistent kill count. Um, do they have, let's see, if we scroll all the way down, I believe we can get into systems as well. Yep. Um, do you want to go over their uh, top uh, five systems? Absolutely. So number one is <laughs> Polala. I'm going to screw all these up. This is going to be <laughs> uh, 643. Uh, Gormagod at 208. Amamaki. I got that one right. Uh, we all know Amamaki. <laughs> Even I know Amamaki. Vosberger uh, at 153. And Helgatlid at 140 is the top five. So those are their, their main systems. So uh, Halula uh, or Hulia? Yeah. Hula. 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 643. Let's go into that system real quick here and just get a. <laughs> yes, that's how it's spelled, Abby. I get it. It doesn't help. <laughs> oh, I guess there is the way to, like, type out the phonetic wave. Uh, that's too much work for this cast. We're not doing that. <laughs> Rest in peace, second ad. Oh no. Thank you so much for the follow. Uh, B. Wow. Yeah, I'm just gonna call you Overlord. That's 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 be an Android Overlord. Be. Uh, yes. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so looking at the, the system here, um, what, 259 characters have been involved in combat here. They've got three billion-isk ship at the top in the last seven days. 
a Lashak that's been destroyed in here, Gollum, Varger. Ooh, what's the uh, the Ratatouille? The the rat, rat Ratura. The rat. What the fuck is this rat? Um. Hmm. Looks like some NPC or not NPC, regular corporation. Just uh, no alliance or anything. Wonder what the related looks like here. So it looks like Shadow Cartel blew it up. guys you gotta be uh, you gotta be careful with dropping shit I'm behind the bean overlord ah be be annoyed the bean overlord bean old bean be beoned <laughs> I'm what? <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm reading chat. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, just trying to figure out what he's saying too. I don't know. <laughs> is he drunk typing? Or is he back in the face? Jack the, the bean eater. <laughs> Jack. Jeek, jeek, Jack. Is it is it pronounced any different if it is J A K C compared to J A C K? I think you'd still say Jack, right? Change it. Anyways, um, so taking a look here at the system, uh, looks like there was a Varger. What happened with the Varger? Let's just take a look at that real quick. So Infinite Pew blew up the Varger. Urshikan, Urshikan, Infinite Pew. Quite a few people. Deepwater Hooligans. on that one too. This is, uh, so this is the deep, so they must be, they fought the deep water hooligans before we saw in the, um, in the wormhole, right? So are these, who are these deep water hooligans? Have you ever heard of those? Well, names popped up. Huh, okay, so... Their primary system, yeah, so we looked at them kind of before. Deepwater Hooligans are primarily in Cormamin. Isn't that one of the, uh, that's like the, in the Mimitar War Zone, right? The Bleak Lands. Yeah, so it's up there. So that's one of their primary systems that they operate out of. They, they have... They fly Nesters, Nightmares, Lokis, Hugans, Arkans. So this is... <laughs> this is one of the big differences between Faction Warfare and 0, 0.0 or other kind of organizations, uh, you know, or... Um, wormhole organization stuff like that looks like they fight laser hawks um flying big 
and powerful like ships uh, or doctrine type kind of looks like their doctrine yeah. would be like nesters and nightmares and locals. yeah we're talking about thrashers and I think our number two is like capsules so <laughs> <laughs> well capsule just means that you died while yeah killing something so once once the thing died it was like what were you in and they're like you were in a capsule like no i was in a hugan but <laughs> whatever but yeah they had hugan archons <laughs> so they use archons so it's that's a carrier you had a hundred kills with uh hundred or ninety one kills with an archon that's that's pretty impressive. Oh, Thanatos at 73 kills. Oh, that's a structure weapon. Oh, is that the stand-up, uh... Heavy, gilded? Yeah. Bomb. I just gotta remember to move my mouse off of the screen, because every time I undo my push to talk, that's why it's jumping back and forth to prior screen, so... Uh, watching. That's what's happening. I'm multi-screening here. Yeah, me too. I've got my three screens so that I can. But then my my laptop screen is the smallest one. I've got to get a uh, a desktop going here. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much like the top corporations and alliances. Um, let's see if we can take a look at another Mimitar group here, real quick take a poke at like let's so we looked at the triad or we looked at uh, Ursha Khan right who was it that we looked at I think we were just looking at the general let's just take a peek at Ursha Khan here real quick and uh, we'll take a look at the top three alliances and who who kind of comp uh, who makes them up and uh, what their top systems are and stuff like that so for the uh let's start with the uh, ursha khan all right so ursha khan is um as you can kind of see here we've got um 65 characters all together um let's see just looking at their, um, I think the main thing we want to look at is top ships and top sh uh, systems that they were in. So if you want to go over the top ships, I'll do top systems. Ah, uh, they're using the Kikimura a lot. 47 kills. Thrasher, of course, 41. Uh, Keldari Hookbill, 39. The Worm, 39. Uh, the Vigil Fleet Issue, 31. Uh, Bad Navy Comet, 30. Uh, Capsule, 30. Imperial Navy Slicer, 27. Flycatcher, 25. And Punisher, 24. So, of course, the Kikimura. I love the Kikimura. Uh, yeah, it's a fun, it, good ship. Being at the top of the list there kind of proves how much of a powerhouse it is. I'm really surprised by the Thrasher coming in second, um, even though it is one of their top seven, you know, in the last seven days for the whole, the whole, um, I'm kind of interested in, uh, what, uh, what Urshikan uses, how they use the Thrasher, because I've seen the Thrasher used in other ways where you can put some tank on there 
Um, you can put auto cannons on it. Um, and there is some uh, good like DPS that you can you can pump out of them instead of being an alpha ship. Uh, we've had Ursha Khan on the show before. Next time I get somebody from Ursha Khan on, I'm gonna have to be like, "What do you guys do with your Thrashers?" I like your Thrashers. I mean, we can maybe find a. Oh, well, we've got one Thrasher. That like the top. Oh, look at that, yeah. So two webs, a, uh, what's this one? So you've got one that's going to point web, afterburner, auto cannons. So still kind of the same thing as like a cockpit, only designed for flexing, I would say. That looks like a decent ship. Um, I see another one that has uh, heart, er, artillery that has dual web and afterburner. Yeah, so this gives you kind of like an idea that, uh, you know, you've got Kiki's, Thrasher's, uh, Kaldari Navy Hookbills. Of course, the Worm is not surprising. Uh, that is a really... Have you flown the Worm a lot at all, or...? No, I've actually... don't think I've flown it with any character. So the Worm is just a powerhouse that has a bunch of DPS that goes into its drone, so it can be kind of medium range with rockets um, you know or scram range basically and just has a hell of a tank that you can throw on there on top of that um, that just makes them terrifying um, it's really hard like even daredevils and stuff like that um, are you familiar with the like the the faction uh, pirate ships uh, somewhat I play with them a little bit um, I have a couple of daredevils so I like the um, the Daredevil a lot because of that. That's the uh, you get like ninety percent web, uh, per, you know, slowdown right from them. Yeah, and they go screaming fast. And they go screaming fast, and they're very <laughs> they do they do out a lot of DPS as well. Like I won't take a Daredevil against a worm though. The worm just has too much too much DPS that it can put out on top of the awesome tank that it has. And the tank is not bound up in being fast at all. So the 90% web is, is polarized Daredevil, says Abby. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's a possibility. Um, that's also well, not that expensive, actually. Considering the haul that you already had, so... You're already gonna put money into it. It's dangerous though, you just you can't can't come up with something that also has a lot of DPS. Um Yeah, so let's take a look at the top uh ten solar systems here. So they're uh Agmar Gulorog God <laughs> 70 uh right. Agmar is at 85, Gulermar God is at 76, Bors, Boss Borg, Borger at uh, 47, Vard at 29, Amamaki at, yeah, look at that, I, that was solid, I knew that, that one was solid, uh, Amamaki at 28, Loom at uh, 26, 
Arn her at uh, 26 as well. Dale at 19. Hula at 14. And Taff at 14. Do you know... Uh, what is what is the system that they're supposed to be fighting over? Do you know? Um, I'm gonna go to like Chronicles. But it's, so that's that's where they're going to be building this the stations and everything is. So it's Halula, is is the system that they're fighting over. Thank you, chat. Um, and. That is um, that is where they're building gates, right? I, if I if I remember that correctly, I think that's where they're doing gates in order to like. And so we have the same thing for what's what's our system that we're doing gates in. Up in North Placid? Yeah. Oh, uh, they have the... Yeah. Go ahead. They've got the one that they're building up in uh, Black Rise that uh, we're more than likely coming to North Placid up to the Ardenon system where we had that thing like three months ago. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested in how that'll change up the battlefield. Well, you have that high sec pocket in Black Rise, and if to get from there to a faction warfare space is uh, eleven to twelve jumps, this can narrow it down to like three. If it goes from this uh, into Black Rise into North Placid, so to make it that much easier for uh, yeah, the, to get from high sec in, in Kaldari space right into Galenti space. So, hmm. so in it, okay, so. There's also, there's like two though, it's the Galente are building one and the Keldari are building one, right? Let me see if I can find the, the article on that, so... So I'm just going to search for EVE Online Chronicles, let's see, EVE Universe. So they actually, yeah, so let me give you a link here. Um... All right. Uh, so yeah, the Mithras Gate, right? So they have a bunch of fluff that they talk about. No, I think that this is different, actually. Yeah, this is like a short story. Yep. We want... I think it's news, actually. Galat... Yeah, so there's images... Glavian activity...
So I think that's the inside of the uh, escalating tensions over Athenor as Keldari and Galente forces clash in the war zone. Well, this is going back to like July. Oh yeah, this is the start of that. Yeah, it's like the the beginning of all of this. So there was like an Athenor that was being built. Yeah, and here's the thing up in that system. So this may be where the gate is going to, is my speculation on it. Yeah, so there are things that are kind of going on in the background. Um, I wonder, you know, so it all, it seems like this is one of those, from my understanding of it, is that like if the Galente were able to hold down the system for whatever this thing pops off, you know, or whoever holds the system longest or whatever, basically the Keldari are going to get get this objective from everything that we're seeing. So it sounds like they're going to get a, a Stargate that'll make it easier for them to penetrate into the war zone. Which is really what they need, considering they outnumber us two to one. And... Uh own most of the system <laughs> yeah it's the you know the winning side getting all the advantage um luckily that will be going away with the expansion um i mean it's two months out which is a long ass time like and i feel like it's going to be like late november like the 28th or something like that <laughs> like, when when faction warfare will be updated so um we are easily um, months away from seeing these changes but once it is in so do you think that the Kaldari get like a really good advantage because they have the the Mimitar uh, or sorry they have Jidda on their side oh absolutely um, you know last stream we were talking about you know if we want to make do Dixie good we gotta try to use it well I was trying to ship stuff around last night and I had a couple of uh, uh, like officer mods I was going to try to sell into Dixie but they don't move and so I'm like yeah I can put these on the market for like 70 mil but they're going to sit here like forever so if I want to actually make money on them I have to take them to Jita yeah uh, so the the uh, you can sell for higher amounts I think into Dixie but it's going to be a lot slower moving. Um, and then buying on on the system is, in the system is, you know, you've got slim pickings. If it's not like the most obvious module to make sure is on the market, you might not find it in No Dixie. Whereas if you go to Jitta, you get whatever you want. The thing is though, my, my one thing about it though is that once you get in Faction Warfare, you really do realize that Jitta is not um, easily accessible even if you're in Faction Warfare with your main character. Because there are chances, because you are war decked, you know, if you are flying around with hundreds of millions of visc in your cargo hold, um, it's just as possible that somebody in the Galente has set up some kind of trap to catch you. I feel like that's a lot less than back in the old days, um, 
I believe, like, back in the old days, man, it was not unheard of to easily have Valor um, and Dodixie being camped by the Keldari. And Jidda and, um, you know, like, uh, Perimeter being guarded by the Galente type thing. Like, they would just come in and, and uh, you know, try and look for those really juicy ships. So people, I mean, you're war decked, right? So you, even though you've got the Navy on your side, there is there's a possibility so you should probably have either somebody that brings your shit to you or you get a hauler out jordan yep yeah and that's yeah and that's where i'm at too i i have my industrial and uh she does my hauling so she was actually bringing uh making uh trips over to the dixie and circling back around to uh drop off ships for uh mango uh mango pizza there in uh Mm -hmm. uh, wherever we're fighting. Yamangir. Uh, hey, Dilis. Yeah. Yeah, hey, so Dilis. <laughs> but, yeah, here's a, the quick map I pulled up. Um, oh, yeah, let's take a look at this. The, yeah, you go all the way to the top left. This is where three months ago they had that structure that we weren't quite sure what it was. So it's all the way to the top left on the, uh, the Dotland map. What's the name of the system? Uh, Athenon. Athenon. Okay, yep. Currently controlled by the Galent or the Keldari, and so this is Samanumi in in Black Rise, and that's where the new Stargate is. And as I said, you have this high sec pocket here that goes up into Lone Trek. But if you want to get from this high sec pocket all the way back down to Placid to get to the front line, like I said you've got you know 12 jumps through low sec that you need to make through. So with this gate, it could literally limit it down to like I said two or three if that if you they, they don't put you directly on it yeah so it's just gonna make it a lot easier to get from a safer hull sec that you're uh, back uh, that the Keldari control um, into uh, to the front line and you know I I kind of think that it should be that you know you should there should be rewards for winning. It sucks right now that like the rewards are so powerful with the tier four system right now. Of, of like, if it was just that they were getting this gate into the system and it was because it was like on this more level, you side with you know the winning side, you get like a cool thing in in uh, that happens where your like front line is is much better built now. Um, I think it's kind of cool actually, comparatively to the tier system. Um, it just sucks that they didn't get rid of the tier system first, because that's just the first thing that just needs to go. <laughs> I've, and I really don't know why they don't put it in today. Just now. Tier system, get it out. The dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I can see it. The problem is, is once you make that swing, um, to get it to swing back is... I don't know, it's, it's overwhelming at this point. Well, yeah, and you've, you're working... Well, one of the things that also has always been rough on Galente is that downtime, and they said they're getting rid of this as well, is that downtime is when um, all the plexing needs to be done. Because that's when you have, like, 30 plexes that spawn in one system, and you could, if you had 30 people, you know, defensively, you could easily plex that all down if you had, like, maybe... 30 people in the right ships, you could easily plex that down as well. Um, the right ships is probably the, 
the hardest part for the offense. Um, I don't know. What do, what do you think about... I think they should get rid of defensive plexing altogether. Like, the concept of what it is and replace it with um, a... There's an enemy uh, enemy NPC, Diamond Rat, and an uh, allied NPC, uh, Diamond Rat, that are both fighting each other that can't beat each other. And you're supposed to warp in on them, and when you warp in, the enemy NPC Diamond Rat will have scramming capabilities um, designed specifically to shut down... I, I think it should be a scram. It shuts down micro-warp drives, because... I, I do like playing with a micro-warp drive, but I always feel dirty playing with a micro-warp drive in a plex. Because if you're plexing with a um, with a micro-warp drive and somebody comes in with an afterburner, they're just kind of fucked if they're close-range fit at all. It just And even if they're not close-range fit, you're just pushing... You're, you're able to dictate range 100% that just wins the fight for you. But... If there was an NPC that went in and scrammed you, you gotta kill it. No matter it's offense or defense. That's where I think we get rid of this, like, it's just so easy to, to defensively uh, plex with, like, empty ships, which actually I don't see the Galente doing very much, but I see a lot on the Keldari. I guess the Galente probably do it. But I just, I don't see it a lot. A lot of the times we're all excited to try and murder something, so... Um, maybe that's a biased point of view. Isn't the comment, isn't my comment MWD? My comment is... Uh, no, my comment normally is Afterburner. My worm is uh, Micro Warp Drive. Because I don't care if my Micro Warp Drive gets turned off. Um, I just, I'm tanky enough, so... Some do it, but it's like fourth alt that they don't pay attention to. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like the defensive plex from the beginner FW point. It just kind of got me a way to get my foot in the door and really kind of feel out faction warfare, what it was about. I can get a little of the LP and kind of see how that works without really diving in or doing a high-risk situation. Uh, yeah, thanks with that, that newer character, so... That is that is true. So that is something that is... Um, you know, it's not like you're getting a lot, and it's all about system control more um, and participating and allowing, like, a day-one character to participate and actually... Like, that shit fucking matters, man. Every .7 percent flip that you get for a plex matters um it's not gonna matter as much now if uh for the lower ones but a day one alt being able to do an open plex is kind of cool because uh when the new changes come an open plex might be worth a decent amount depending on how much contested the system is for a defensive plex if it's on the front line and being able to do that and you've got this battle cruiser NPC that's hanging out with you. That is true. Um, I my only concern with defensive plexing is that when uh, with being able to do it with an empty ship, is that the empty ship um, is going to become really important 
when you're just trying to make money and and just trying to flip a system um, and having people that are 24 hour running around and I just would prefer them to have some kind of weaponry on them which is why I kind of like the rats that are in faction warfare right now um, like the rats in faction warfare I think they should be diamond they should scram um, but I but I think that they should be about the level of defense and offense that they currently have which is a good amount of defense so that you need to have some kind of of you know damage that you need to be able to dish out um, but their offense is shit like they're unless you're in a really 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 shitty frigate you can go into an open and you might not be able to kill you probably won't be able to kill the battle cruiser in there but it's likely that that battle cruiser can't kill you Yeah. But and uh, but being scrammed would suck, I guess. Then in that situation, I don't know. I just uh, just throwing throwing out out some ideas. Um, Hopefully, with the the new tier that they were talking about with the different forts, where you're you're gonna have your novice, you'll have your your T one thing that you can go into. That'll I think might help kind of balance it out. Again, you gotta have something for the new players to. Again, feel out faction warfare and find out what it's about. Hey, is this for me or not? Uh, I really think they like need doing something. I so they're coming out with the the navy. So it's only navy tier, which I agree with to a certain extent. Um, like as a novice, I think that's fine. Um, a novice, I don't only can allow allow in like the Federation Navy Comet or Kaldari Navy Hookbill. Those are those are interesting. The problem though is that I think they need one less step underneath that. They need the noob, like, frig or the, the, like, not, not novice, but newbie. Like, nothing but T1, period. Like, no T2 weapons, no T2 drones, no T2, no, no, no implants whatsoever, no nothing, like, just fucking nothing. That's just... And I think that that would become a meat grinder of new and old players just punching each other in the face. Because skills will matter still, um, but it would be, it's a lot easier for a newbie to get frigate skills up to the point where they can do T1 about as good, if not better. Alpha will have a disadvantage, but a new player that's not Alpha and an Omega new player within a month or two can probably go pretty toe-to-toe -to -toe with a, a 15 year old in the sense of what your stats are able to do. That also gives you that opportunity to kind of learn too where um, you know you can learn to spiral in instead of diving straight at them and then orbiting at whatever and hitting F1. You know there's uh, kind of working on that skill set of you know what's it like the, the manual pilot and what's the advantage to it. Yeah. And it might give you an opportunity to do that too, and you can do it fairly cheap if I can jump in with, you know, a million dollar T1 frigate, or a million isk, uh, yeah. frigate, and just kind of work that over. You know, those first couple of months in game, that might make that a little easier for it. Yeah, no, and that's, that's the reason why I think, but it's a good step in the right direction, fact, because at least you get faction frigates, um, like, kind of handed to you for doing LP, um, not directly handed to you, but through the LP store, it's a really good purchase. I encourage yeah, everybody yeah. to purchase comets every day. 
Like, what what should you buy? Well, you can sell comets for a decent amount, and you can fly them. <laughs> Beautiful. Go go to, go. Use all of your money, all your LP, on comets, and they're not that hard to make in the LP store. Um. So we are getting a little bit close here. Um, the one thing that I did want to touch on and just kind of get your input on more than anything is let's go to the uh, Navy, new Navy ships um, on Sissy. So there's a post about that. Awesome. So um, you want to start off with the uh, battle cruisers and go through what they give here. And then I'll go through the frigates and then we'll, uh, and we'll, we'll talk as we're going here. Yeah, the battlecruisers, the prophecy, which probably I think most people are going to be the most excited about, is the ten percent bonus to the uh, the medium energy turrets, five uh, percent for drones, and the ten percent increase for the hit point armor. I think that's new, right? I think that's um, a big add on there. Uh, yeah, it's because it was resist. I should know my ships better. Uh, the prophecy, I think it was a resistance. Now it's a hit point bonus, so ten percent per level. So that's fifty percent at level five. Whoa! So that's that's is gonna that, be exciting. Is that going to be compounded upon the module that you put on it? Then, right? So if your HP goes up five thousand points because of a module that you put on in this ship, it would go up seven thousand five hundred hit points. Yeah, I haven't played with any of this personally myself. Um, I've just been kind of reading the stats to kind of match up and to see, you know, how do we use this? How can I make this, you know, uh, a meta for me? And that was kind of something that really I was most excited about. I think out of all the battle cruisers, uh, the props would be one, the the, the Myrmidon would be two, and then uh, I do the like one. the damage in in alt, uh, optimal range is for the the turret along with the drone bonus ar around with that. So the so is there a navy? What's the what's the other uh, navy ship that's? Uh, Amar. It's not the prophecy. Battle cruiser. Uh, they get the. Oh, the cyclone. Cyclone. Yeah. No, the cyclone is the. Uh, oh, the new car. one. Oh, yeah, sorry. the new one. Yeah, Amar. Sorry. Any case, uh, let's move on to the uh, Firox here. So, what does the Firox get now? Uh, the Firox is going to uh, a ten percent. Uh, hybrid damage. R. Okay, yeah. Um, the 7.5 uh, tracking speed and 7.5 shield bonus, which. So I've heard. Of a jump? So I heard that the thing. So I think the instead of getting a resistance bonus, right? Is what I believe. Um, oh, goddammit. I'm going to bring up. Okay, I'm just going to look this shit up. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I had to go back to it, so... Yeah, we gotta find out what the real... Uh, okay, so, so a Ferox... Yeah, so they're they're topping up the... Uh, the optimal... Uh, oh, God. Okay, so nice. they get a... Normally, they get a 5% bonus to medium hybrid turret damage, and now they are getting... Sorry, I gotta slide this over... Now they are getting 10%, so they're doubling the amount of damage that they get. Yeah, and this is weird. So they dropped the um, medium 
or, yeah, the turret optimum range, which was 10%. They dropped that, but you're getting a 7.5% tracking speed. And then they added the 7.5% like... shield bonus. Yeah. And, and then they, they increased the shield bonus to be nice. But if I remember right, they also cut the CPU on this. I think all of these, the CPU was cut from the standard. Oh, no, no, hold on. They, they also get a bonus. Is they still retain that? Oh yeah, so they still retain the seven, and they also get a 25 roll bonus, 25% medium hybrid turret, optimal range, and fall off. Um, yep, which is in line with the old one. They get the command bursts, of course. Um, but that, so that shield boost though is not going, from what I heard, is not going to be ancillary. That's 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 what I heard on Reddit, you know. Like, so let's take it with a grain of salt. I don't know if that's true, but is if if true that if it's not an ancillary boost bonus, then most people think it's not going to be that great of a ship for solo. Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard anybody that's really excited about the Ferrex as much as the Prophecy and the Myrmidon. Yeah, let's take a look at the Myrmidon because this is the one that we're super excited about. Yeah, the Myrmidon is holding on to that 10% hit point bonus for its drones and the 7.5% armor bonus, but it's a, getting a medium hybrid term at 10% damage bonus. Per level, so per 50%. Level. And then a 10% to the Stasis Weberfire drones, which is new. And I don't know, have you ever used the Stasis Weberfire drones? I tried to play with them I've... once, they're pretty pointless. Uh, so it all, anyway. it kind of like all depends on a lot of different situational shit. If you really need that webbing, um, you don't got a Weber on the field at all. You don't want to use a web and you want to give up a lot of damage on a Myrmidon. This at least makes it so that there is a platform that you could probably do that's super tanky, uh, small gang solo that has webifier drones that are light, um, that are able to catch a lot of ships really quickly and easily, um, especially for pointing you. Um, yeah, but I think it's a dumb bonus. Stuff. But <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What was you think? The uh, uh, the webifier that these drones are going to be is going to be the range and at a, at a max skill of. 50% velocity decrease compared to what the drones are going to be doing. That could be huge. You could really reach out and get some guys um, at range and web them down and give you guys a, an opportunity to, to get on top of them. It is one of the most well, unique bonuses out of every other faction that exists uh, comparative. Like, this is the only one that gets this, like, yeah, here's this added bonus that has nothing to do with your faction. <laughs> To a certain degree, like you, I would expect this on a Mimitar weapon, um, you know, considering the the Rapier and the Hugin, um, and their their bonuses and the, um, but I guess it's Daredevil like ish, you know, so it's like a really big Daredevil with webs or drones instead of actual. As, as long as your drones could get out onto something, because if you can get a range with them out to what fifty seven, I think I'm fifty seven on my regular Mermidon. So I can reach out to that, and I can then get you to slow down, screw up your transversal, and now I can drop the the heavy turrets on you with the fifty percent bonus. That's uh, that could be painful. That could be used pretty well. That is true. I mean, maybe that is one of the reasons why 
they gave the because the original I don't believe So the Myrmidon originally, yeah, so it so it gave it that 50% bonus to hybrid turrets, which is a huge thing, so that it can complement those drones now. Or you can just go full fucking punch somebody in the goddamn face with the Myrmidon. Um, this doesn't show the high slot, low slot layout that they have, though. But I heard, I think, I think it's the same? Or somebody gets a Somebody got, like, an extra bonus or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, someone may have sent me to that. Sent me a link. Let me see if I can pull it up. I'm just, yeah, I'm looking through the Eve uh, Reddit post here real quick. See if anybody points out the something about... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't see anybody saying anything about uh, changes to the high slot, low slot, mid slot variants here, so. Um, but yeah, let's take a look at the Cyclone. Cyclone looks like... Uh, that's going to be different. So, Cyclone. Oh, Google, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Thank you. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Was, uh, someone brought this up on Reddit. They just thought it was funny that they, um, for the, the heavy missile and assault uh, rate of fire, it was at seven and a half. It's going to go up to nine. And they're like, well, uh, you know, should it be 10%? No, that's too much. Let's half it and go to 8%. And then we'll just call it nine. So how do you come up with nine? It's kind of weird. but uh, Nine is a... Uh... But there's that not to drop the, uh... a normal at all like normally it's like they went like from five percent resistance to four percent right like i got so maybe it's in line with the we'll drop it by one because this is because five percent per resistance per level 25 comparatively to 20 is pretty significant in the very very like hard numbers of shit so maybe yeah nine they were just like tens just a little like the so that would be 50 versus 45 right so. yeah so it's just an unusual number like it's said, very I, you different don't see it anywhere else like anywhere else in the not, country it's not a nine, a nine. A maybe no. that's how they're empowering it it's like they're doing magic numerology they're like nine will make this a powerful well, they're dropping the seven and a half percent bonus from the T1 uh, for shield booster, so that's gone. And they're going to add the uh, the heavy missile, heavy assault missile explosion radius on the new uh, fleet issue. So I'm not a big missile man. Do you play with missiles very often? No, not so much. Just like you, I came does in that, plenty. It's does that mean that like, they'll apply to little shit now, or is that just not important? I really, I'm not like, I'm not ever. I'm not impressed personally with that stat. I would much yeah. rather have armor. Uh, Someone in chat knows something. Or shield. Said, you know, you're, you're gonna have a, a roll bonus though of uh, or a ship bonus. Or, sorry, 
a level bonus of five percent, so that's twenty-five explosion radius percent. So. But does how does that? I mean, I know I, I feel like that's an application thing. I, yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it'll help you hit low, smaller. Stuff. I have that shit with missiles. I mean, I have like all the missile skills. I fly missile ships all the time, but I and I know that about this explosion radius stuff. But I'm not like super versatile in it, so. Um, but yeah, well, so I, have, I do fly the Hurricane Fleet issue quite quite a bit, and so I'm just wondering how this kind of stacks up between you know the the Hurricane being a, uh, a projectile turret compared to a missile turret of the Cyclone. Um, you know, it may have its use there for us. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean it is just heavy because they don't get the light missile launcher or light missile damage increase at all or anything, a rate of fire increase. Um, huh. I mean, I guess it'll shoot very fast-ish. 45% faster than any other ship of its kind. So. Um, let's take a look, though. So we've got the um, new exploration ships that are going out here. So we've got the Magnet Navy issue... Uh, with a 7.5% core in combat, 20% bonus to energy turret damage. So that ends up being 100%. So these are meant for a little bit of combat. Which some people be to, are really excited about. Um... I don't know if I'm going to be using these, but they do sound kind of interesting. Yeah, there's some application things here. Most of them, from what I recall, have lost a low slot. And with, like, the Huron, I think that brings it down to one. Ooh. One low slot. So I could be wrong, but that's kind of what my memory is, is telling me. Yeah, but, I'm, not, I'm not too excited about I would much rather have destroyers than, than these... Um, but so we've got the Huron, which is giving you, um, once again, core probe strength at 7.5% for combat and core, um, 30% increase to light missile damage, rocket damage. So that that's, puts... that's going to be huge because at five, at level five, that's 150% missile damage. Yeah. That's impressive. Like, 125%, right? Yeah, 125% at 5. Whew. How many does it yeah. get? Two? Uh, I think so. Does it get so. one? Get. Maybe one? See, that's why I wanted... It didn't, uh, and I can't, no, I like, can't. there's no other page. You needed to, like, go over to some fitting here. We needed to see those, and that would have been... But let's assume that he didn't because nothing changes, and I haven't seen anybody bitching about changes yet. But so here on Eve Online, because if you don't add that, there's no way that you're getting to a here on. Uh, here on has. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? I just want the fitting. Um, da, 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 da. Oh my god, I'm getting like every stat on this thing except for here it is. Uh, so it has five mids, two lows, two guns. So I'm guessing it's gonna get oh, and two missiles. 
and three highs. So we'll have two missiles on it. Two rockets, two light missiles. That, that'll actually fight. Um, I would be kind of scared to... I think out of all the, the frigates, the Huron and the, the Probe, I think, with the 12.5% missile and rocket is probably the most significant Whoa. of the four. Rate of fire, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So, okay, let's take a look at the, the Navy, the Imbicus Navy issue, which is the Galente. Uh, we are getting the same core bonus in combat, 7.5 per level. Uh, 7.5 hybrid, uh, small hybrid damage turret, 10% drone bonus tracking and hit points. If yeah, it had so. damage, that would be fucking awesome. Tracking, okay. I think you get one drone, maybe more, with this navy issue. Um, but yeah, then, then we've got the 12.5% light missile and rocket rate of fire bonus, um, which I feel like that 30% damage bonus is a little bit better, unless it gets like three rockets. What does the probe normally get? There we go. This screen works a little better. Let's try that. Oh, hey. There we go. So we do get to see. Yeah, I think Viz from uh, Noir posted this up for me. So thanks, Viz. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we do have... Uh, looks like everybody's getting two... Yeah, everybody gets two missile or uh, two hard points that you get to put to shit. If not both, you get to one. So the probe gets it to both, but of course you're going to be doing it to that. Four mids, three lows versus five mids, two lows. I suppose with like a, uh, you know, another might be able to put like two or three um, ballistic control units on there so you might be able to get the, with the rate of fire along with more low slots might have really mattered. I don't know, how do you feel about the, would you rather a 30% bonus or 30% damage or 12.5% times five of course rate of fire Oh, I'm Think about the layouts, though. If you had that extra low slot, you could put mm -hmm. a damage thing in there. You still have four mid slots, so you could still have your propulsion. Oh, boy. Yeah, it would be an interesting fight between the two. I, I look forward to trying that out. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Awesome. All right, so that is the the three different or the uh, two different types of navy ships that are coming out for each one of the races. This is live on Sissy right now, um, so I highly go uh, suggest that you go check that out on Sissy. I need to do more stuff on Sissy and learn some things like 
I, I always have imagined going there and just hanging. You were talking about this, that, that you were involved in people that used Sissy right to, to like, learn yeah, how do, to uh, shoot each other. Yeah, we do uh, tournaments and stuff. So just get a round robin and everybody would hop into a frigate meeting space and then fight it out. But uh, just to point out, the 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 Imicus is going to hold on to its 20 megabytes. So that's four small drones it can still use in there, just like uh, its T1 fetch. So with that bonus, yeah, it could be something. Yeah, you're not going to be able to kill those drones easy, that's for sure. Four, four drones is nothing to scoff at. Even, even a, like five with uh, that's what I use. All my damage comes from my drones and my Tristian, and I just turn them into dust with my neutralizers. So, oh, and here's the other thing with that burst is the speed. You're looking at a base speed of 385. Oh, and what's so, the the base speed of the probe? Uh, 340 uh, for the sorry for the probe is 385 for the here and is 345 so, so 40 meters a second yeah so. that's huge that's huge in the end especially with the micro and or afterburner added on yeah. that yeah if you're able to kite well that'll be that could be the, the game changer there Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this on up here. You have anything else that you want to touch base on before we we head out tonight? Uh, just some of the fight. I want to give a shout out to uh, a young puke who FC'd uh, the fleet on Friday. Um, the amount of stress that guy was in with some of the pilots, um, just uh, and the way he kept it cool, uh, I think I would have lost my, my, my shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop telling people what to do. I'm the FC. If we don't all start shooting the same, you know, stuff or do what I tell you. So uh, he, he, he did bring it back in. So Young Puke, uh, uh, really appreciate the effort on uh, Friday night. And then Nuke on uh, Saturday night. Or sorry, not Nuke. Uh, wrong guy. Uh, Nix. Nix, yeah. Uh, who uh, was FCing a lot with the, the, the uh, structures and stuff. So I appreciate him putting that together, juggling. He's like herding cats trying to get people in the right ships. So... Yeah, huge shout out to Young Puke and to um, and to Nix as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But yeah, thank you all for watching. Thank you so much for coming on, co-hosting with me. I look forward to to working with you on a bunch of stuff, and uh, we'll uh, get this all taken care of here. And go ahead and uh, close out of here. Um. Thank you all for watching. If you're interested in going join, joining up with the war effort, go ahead and throw in an application to Golden Age Stories in-game or the Federation Frontline Alliance. Um, if you are looking for corporations to join, we are open to diplomatically talking with you. One of our one thing that we'll have for 100%, the only way that you can join as a corporation is if you have Galette standing. That's positive. As soon as it goes negative, We've already had one problem with it. Um, we, you just, that's, you're out. Sorry. And then you come back whenever you want, you know. Come back when you're positive. You'll be fine. Um, be yeah, positive. Be positive. That's, you know, stay cool, be cool, stay positive, stay in school. <laughs> um, you can also check out our website at thefederationfrontline.com. 
That gives you all of our podcast episodes that we have. We're going to be putting up more stuff there. Um, you know, links to our friends, links to a lot of good stuff for Faction Warfare. Um, you can always watch us live on Twitch every Sunday at 2200 Eve time. That's 5 p.m. Central time. And if you miss the show live, you can always um, watch or listen to us on the Federation Frontline Report. You can find that Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, um, the Galente, or for the, <laughs> the Galente, the, uh, for Twitch, if you're wanting to watch us live at 2200 Eve time, 5 p.m. Central time, that is Golden Age Stories, that's G-U-L-D-A-N. Goldan, kind of like the World of Warcraft character. You know, we're World of Warcraft in EVE Online because it's so much better, um, you know. <laughs> it's the crossover. You guys didn't hear about the World of Warcraft crossover, EVE Online? That... Oh, that's second quarter of next year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So just get get your, get your cards in now. Um, if you have any news you want us to talk to, uh, talk us about... <laughs> If you have any news that you want us to talk about on the show or an after-action report that you want us to talk about, um, go ahead and give us your story. You can give us to us uh, via Eva Mail, Frozen Fallout, in-game, um, or you can email us at federationfrontlinereport at gmail.com. Thank you all for watching, and have a great night. <laughs>